Hey, Cam. Yes, Don. Do you ever think about how crammed your trailer is when you go race? Dude, all the time. Race cars, golf carts, jets, power wheels, and all of his toys, his little dirt bikes, his strider bikes, all that stuff. I'm crammed. But I'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way. Well, now our audience has someone to call. They need to call Lance at lbtrailers.com. Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock options from top to bottom. We always talk about looking the part in motorsports, traveling up and down the road and at the track. Now you can look the part with LB Trailer Sales. Go to online to lbtrailers.com or stop by Facebook at LB Trailer Sales. You have a friend in the trailer business and make sure to tell them that Racers and Rental Cars sent you. Let's put it up for the weekend warriors. It's the Racers and Rental Cars podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Foray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Keep on till they can't ignore you. Put it up for the weekend warriors. Thank you for downloading today's episode of the Racers and Rental Cars podcast, brought to you in part by MotionRaceworks.com. Stop by Motion Raceworks for all your high-performance needs. If you need to go fast, visit MotionRaceworks.com today. What's up, West Coast Cam? Hello, Don. Listen to your sombersome self. Are we not having enough activity and excitement at Cheetos College out there for you in the online body shop class? <laughs> Actually, uh, my online classes, uh, my students are doing quite well this week. Thank you very much. And... Uh, the fact that uh, it's about 100 degrees in my garage with no air conditioning in here is, uh, just means I love you and our fans and our guests. So, Is that what it is? Hey, we're in like a heat wave today. I don't know what the deal is. It's freaking hot at the beach. Usually it's not this hot around here, but it's toasty. Are but, you, are you yeah. looking for anybody to have any kind of sympathy for you whatsoever that you're 100 no. feet from the beach and you're talking about <laughs> the fact that it's 100 degrees? Mm, no, not really. <laughs> okay i just wanted to make yeah. sure because I, I i mean you know we ask a lot of our fans and our subscribers to you know chime in on things and i just don't really want to trouble them with them trying to send you sympathy yeah no it's it's all good i, I uh good problem to have i guess good. so the only bummer is the fact that our pool and our community is closed because of covid which totally sucks um so i can't take jet swimming but um I guess we could always go over to the beach, but I was gonna say, don't you have an ocean? I, I again, I do not understand these <laughs> conflicts and problems that you bring up. Why am I having to solve them for you, twenty one hundred miles away? I do not understand. You're a problem solver. What can I say? I guess. So what else is going on besides Raz and me for living at the beach? Dude, busy week. Busy, yeah. busy week. I, I'm enjoying a few days off. We're gonna be heading to St. Louis next week, but. Uh, for the Midwest Pro Mod Series, but busy week. You know, there's nothing better than going to have a productive test session and bring your race car back to the shop and completely disassemble it and change. Yeah, every, it looks every, like a chassis over there, just there with like some quarter panels on it. The only thing that hasn't come out of the car has been the engine. It has no transmission, no rear end, no converter. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're making changes, getting ready uh, to go. Sounds like you learned a lot in testing. We did. Uh, first and foremost, huge shout out to the Littons group. Uh, they they developed a, a belt drive system that is 
just through the roof controlling the belt. I have 11 runs now on one belt. Last season, I had would make two runs on one belt. Now I get 11 runs on one belt and have not lost a belt yet. And so, uh, knock on wood, they killed it. And we're looking forward to a long-term relationship with them and their development with Magnuson. So, uh, yeah, totally so. But, dude, let's talk about some stuff. I mean, we haven't had a good, solid Don's rant in a while. And... I mean, we can't go too long because of our guest that we have on tonight, and we're going to rant afterwards. And obviously, this is going to be our uh, what would you call this? This is our our pre episode to Father's Day. So uh, obviously, we've got some sponsors and our partners that are involved with our show that are going to throw out a lot of discount codes uh, to our listeners and drop those notes off to your significant other so that she can go out and use the discount code, save some, save some money and get you something uh, for father's day. And uh, I apologize to the ladies. We will get discount codes for you for mother's day and Valentine's day next year. Uh, but, yeah. We'll work on that. We'll but until work. then, but until Racers then, and rental cars. that's it. R I R C manscape. Get yourself. Sorry. That's right. First drop Just of the evening. Absolutely. No camp. We're going to talk about it, but I got to bring it up. First and foremost, I don't know how many people are out there paying attention, but today was a huge positive move in the world of motorsports. NASCAR leading the way and banning the Confederate flag from all of NASCAR sanctioned activities. Yeah, that was pretty wild. I I just actually read that just before we got on here, and uh, that's pretty crazy. Even... It must have been headline news because even my grandma, I went and picked up my kid from my parents' house and my grandma was there and she said, uh, did you hear this? It was on like the local news here. So must have either been a slow news day for California or uh, something uh, different. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you said, it's kind of a huge step in the right direction. I mean, uh, I think, you know, just obviously all of our sports are diverse as far as who who does them. We don't, uh, motorsports doesn't really discriminate uh, who's behind the wheel. So or being involved in the sport. So I, I think it's a great, great deal. And uh, hopefully other, uh, hopefully other motorsports uh, sanctioning bodies follow suit. Yes, I could not agree more. I am from the South. I know what the flag represents, but it doesn't represent, it, do, it doesn't need to be displayed in venues to, you know, uh, I believe the, the PR statement that I read from NASCAR uh, uncomfortable and and we are we're we're a motorsports world where we have diversity across the board we have moved in shocker to the 21st century okay we, we've made positive movements we you know i'm a military guy it doesn't matter brown pink yellow purple what color your skin is in the army we in the military you all see green we all see green we that's that's the deal at the races we should all see everyone as americans and who they are and we shouldn't be doing things that impact the demographics or the consumer potential consumers or current consumers of corporations that spend money in the world of motorsports and that includes the the, the tv packages and the networks you know everybody um at some point today i think it was about three o'clock i finally stopped reading twitter after reading it for about 45 minutes i was like had the bull, what was his name? Fernando the bull that had the steam coming out of his ears in the Bugs Bunny commercials. That's, I just cannot believe that for us to be 
as an educated society or that we portray ourselves to be that people still just cannot move forward it's like they're just stuck in one gear in a 18 inch rut and they can't get out of it and it is just driving me mad I, I, yeah there's there's yeah it's that society that we live in what a time to be alive you know all these all these changes people people get stuck in the past a lot and uh it's it's unfortunate you know things things change people people that have their opinions express so much displeasure and things that change but a lot of times they're they're promoting something or they're doing something and expressing an opinion and they don't even really know what they're talking about like as far as you know what it means or what a what a flag means or what a protest is or you know all these things in life that we're that we're dealing with so it's uh it's been interesting to see how how uh bigger companies and corporations are are taking it so well the best tweet of the day i saw was a nascar truck team said that they were they would not be participating anymore after the 2020 season that everything was for sale and they used a lot of colorful languages in the tweet and if you're following me on twitter you can go back because i retweeted it with, along with the, the cliche of you can vote with your wallet and obviously they're going to put cash in their wallet uh if they sell everything that just i mean that level of mentality is not what we're looking for and, and you know people are saying oh you're sheep you're following along you're you're letting uh organized sports control the political message and so forth you it has nothing to do with political messages i mean it literally has to do with business and and, and wanting your customers and your spectators and your fans and sponsors you want them to be proud to be associated with an organization and when you're out there and you've got people that are just using you know off the wall colorful language that no one should be using for that matter and getting all bent out of shape because of a flag, get bent out of shape because of red, white, and blue and the stars. That's what I want you to get bent out of shape about. That's when I want you to get up on a soapbox. You want to get bent out of shape out of a flag that is historical, and you know what that means? They put them in museums, and we go and look at them. That's what we do with them. There and, you go. And so I, it just... Uh, Don over. Don over. <laughs> I'm waiting for the... No, I, I'm not going to do that. But I, I am going to get like calm now because our guest that comes that's coming on tonight is, with with without a shadow of a doubt, somebody who is been very influential in the motorsports world at at the top level of one of the best brands out there. Sorry, Cam, and now is is spearheading and leading the ship. Uh, in the motorsports world, to um, uh, a show that we talk about in just links, episode after episode, uh, to racers, current racers, future racers, uh, flourishing racers, potential racers, and that's the PRI show. And so for me tonight to, and you to be able to spend a few moments with Dr. Jamie Meyer, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And I hope that our listeners get something out of it. And, and I hope that I got, I mean, I, again, here's an individual. I have my pen and paper out, uh, hoping to take some notes. Uh, he, it is Dr. Jamie Myers. So I, I expect to like be written a prescription for something here in the marketing world. Ooh, so we're going to see, see what, <laughs> we're going to see, we're going to see what happens. 
Dr. Meyer, are you there, sir? Hey, good evening, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, Don. Oh, when I told Cam that you were coming on, it's again, you're one of the individuals that are out there that has a resume and a name that goes with success and being successful. So for you to take time out of your busy schedule uh, on the heels of your um, awesome announcement uh, of your new career change, we're grateful. So uh, the floor is yours. How about you give our audience a quick 30 second elevator pitch? about who Dr. Jamie Meyer is and where he's going. Well, hey, hey, thank you for the intro. Very, very kind words. I appreciate that. Cam, good to good to see you. Looking forward to get to know you a little better tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, uh, Don, you're right. I'm, uh, I'm super excited to be with you guys uh, talking about I'm less than a month into the newly formed position as president of, of PRI. Uh, and yeah, PRI is just an awesome show. I think my first year was 1998, uh, and I just haven't missed a year. It's just one of the high marks for me in December in Indianapolis. And I'm sure we'll get into discussing what does a PRI show look like this year with uh, with the pandemic raging through the United States and affecting everything we do. Um, yeah, and, no and pressure, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and uh, and then you know, look. It, it's exciting times in the world. Uh, people are really uh, hungry to get back to the racetracks, get their to get their companies back up and running. If they're manufacturers, or if you're just an individual racer, uh, you're just itching to get back to the track, which whichever type of track that is. Uh, Don, I've had a long run at, at General Motors. I was there for 15 years at Chevrolet Performance. You and I overlapped a little bit there with some of the projects you have going on. Uh, certainly uh, excited to share those experiences and learnings with you guys tonight. Uh, and I think it, it carries me nicely into PRI, uh, you know, candidly racing and especially sportsman racing has always been where my heart's at and really looking forward to, to fighting uh, for those people, everybody that wants to go racing on the weekends or, you know, the professionals that, that hang around at PRI and try to, try to grow their program. So I want to learn from everybody. I want to share it with everybody uh, and, and take this industry to a higher level. And, you know, Don, we can, we can talk about this more, but um, I'm looking at the racing industry. It's not a competition with ourselves, right? We're, we're in competition for uh, attention. So there's lots of things you can do on Friday night. You can go to the movies or you can uh, watch a college football game, or you can, just sit, sit at home and watch Netflix, you know, we as a community need to find out what's, what is it going to take to get more people to go to the racetrack every Friday night. So that's like some of my big overarching goals, but uh, I'll turn it back over to you and we can get into it, pal. Oh, that's some, uh, that's a lot of, of solid, uh, just ideas and perspective to know, because again, you know, somebody said today, man, I, it sure does feel nice to not to have to worry about spending $72 at the movies for overpriced popcorn and soda uh, for, for date night. And you're absolutely right. When it comes to when it comes to motorsports, we are, you know, the expendable dollars is are what we're fighting for when we're trying to get spectators to come to regional and local races. And then it even grows. It becomes even more difficult when you come to the national scene and you're trying to get them in for national events with obviously a, an elevated higher price uh, ticket. And so from there in that standpoint, what is it about 
PRI and how they try to impact the different organizations? Is it, is it w- through resourcing of education of, of different techniques or how, how does PRI able to impact the local tri-state speedway that's here in Evansville, Indiana and Hobstadt that's getting ready to have our two, big, huge two day event world of outlaws, you know, Tony Stewart, Kyle Larson, everybody's coming to town. How, how can PRI impact that family owned facility? Yeah, look, um, PRI as a as a as an entity started as a trade show. Great idea by Steve Lewis. Uh, there was immediately a, a magazine B two B relationships, right? So uh, talking directly to track owners, manufacturers, race car drivers, uh, and and in my mind, PRI has really expanded over the years. You know, I I snuck in on media credentials uh, as a freelancer and just fell in love with the whole show and everything that goes on there. Um, what when SEMA bought PRI eight years ago, uh, and and you'll remember, brought the whole racing industry together. That was Scooter Brothers was the chairman of the board then. Quite a visionary to to look at, bring IMS together, bring PRI together, get them back to Indianapolis, and really solidify the motorsports world. But that opened up the entire suite of uh, the SEMA organization to the PRI brand and the PRI community. And SEMA had been doing great thing for racers and great things for racing parts manufacturers uh, through the years. But to answer your question very directly, and this is going on right now, we're leveraging the SEMA DC uh, lobbyist office, our, the lawyers that are under contract and employed by SEMA. And we've even brought three ambassadors on board. So Tom Deary, uh, you know, from the World of Outlaws, Gene Bergstrom, from longtime NHRA and uh, sportsman drag racing expert, uh, and then Frank Hawley, who uh, runs the NHRA uh, school, drag racing school. Side note, uh, Frank signed my NHRA license in 2000 when I went through his school. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of the man and his program. And those are three folks that we've put on the assignment to help those local tracks, Don. So uh, first of all, the, the virus has shut down every business, okay? But PRI is here to help the motorsports industry. So if you look at all the constituents of the racing world from just the fan and the enthusiast through the speed shop, through the track owner, uh, to the manufacturers, sanctioning bodies, right now we're really targeting the track owners because they're in so much trouble. And if we don't get the tracks back open, we don't have racers, we don't, we don't have anybody building race cars, we don't have any parts being sold. So we're really focused on those tracks. And uh, the the emails that are flying around my office, and remember, I'm only two or three weeks into this deal, right? But it's super passionate ambassadors talking to very troubled track owners trying to figure out what just happened to their business. So there's the Illinois Motorsport Coalition. We just formed one in North, uh, excuse me, New Mexico. Uh, we're certainly monitoring, monitoring the situation in, in North Carolina that's popped up in the last 24 hours. Uh, Pennsylvania is getting some movement. So we're really going hand-to-hand, state, state-to-state, track-to-track. And, and Don, you know, right out of the gate, PRI is here to help you. So if, if you're listening to this and if you're a track owner, a manufacturer, a racer, you know, go to performanceracing.com. You'll find a COVID-19 information area there. Our, our lawyers have 
stats listed out state by state on what we can do to help you. So there's a lot in that answer, pal, but there's a lot of business going on right now. And there's a lot of tracks that are hurting that we're trying to help. Man, I tell you, just being, you know, you poor thing, just walking straight into this, you know, lion's den or whatever, right off the bat, you know, that's not only is that wild, but what people don't realize what like with PRI and SEMA, like it's, you know, obviously this, this podcast is very, we talk about all motorsports, but it's, it's very drag racing heavy. But a lot of people don't realize that, I mean, PRI is, is all of it. Like your customer is all of it. It's just the word motorsport. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, there's really no, oh, well, we don't really have to worry about them. Like you're trying to, you know, corral everybody together, which has got to be a heck of an undertaking. And, you know, I, I commend you for, you know, just what you even said just now and being two weeks into the job. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a heck of an undertaking and we're excited to, to have, you know, me as a racer and, you know, being in the industry my whole life, like it's great to have people that, that want to help, you know, and like, and driving the ship, you know, it's sometimes you get people in there that, that don't, but Well, well, thanks, Cam. I I appreciate that. And look, this isn't uh, this is about everybody diving in. Right. This is right. I've got a great team of PRI, some some super experienced people have been with the show for 20 plus years. Uh, You know, and that's their priority. We've got to still have a great PRI event. But uh, when I was named president, probably the most humbling part of it for me, Cam, is how many of my racing friends greeted me with a with an attitude of volunteerism just openly saying hey what can i do to help you and you know and right now it's a chance to give back to your tracks if if they're open like go go to the racetrack (laughs) like if they're open and you can bring a friend like bring a friend like we got to get that grassroots with us right now we've got to help these folks absolutely oh that's very true uh we, I was talking to a, another racetrack promoter a couple weeks ago, and and he was, you know, he was upset about the fact he was having an event, but he couldn't have fans or you know spectators or whatever, and and I was like, dude, just get people, you know, tell people to buy buy a hot dog from you at the concession stand, you know, sell buy a T-shirt, put that. I mean, there is nothing wrong, you know. We're in selling, you know, when you're a promoter. You're about selling the event and selling the facility and selling what you're getting ready to do. There's nothing wrong with selling the impact of what it means to still be putting on an event without fans. Sell that aspect. There's nothing, you know, you're not begging or anything. You're like, you know, hey, guys, I know you're going to bring your own food, but instead of eating in your trailer, your motorhome for three meals a day, do me a favor and just eat two. Can you come buy a meal from the, you know, the concession stand? You know, come buy, you know, a T-shirt or two T-shirts or whatever the case may be, whatever you can do to help. And I, and that's that's exactly right. I mean, uh, go, go to an event, you know, and hang out. I like that. Me. That should just be the new campaign, the motorsports campaign. Go. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, it really should be uh, just, just to help. And, and you're absolutely right. If we do not get the racetracks open in these states and racers going back to the racetracks, manufacturers, there's not going to be engines to be rebuilt. There's not going to be transmissions to be freshened. No one's going to need to buy tires, race gas, oil, shocks, updates. I mean, the list goes on and on, and it will impact every individual uh, company, whether it's a vendor or a manufacturer. Well, guys, that's that's the focus, you know, day to day is just to help the community through the COVID-19 uh, crisis. It's 
it's unbelievable. I, you know, none of us saw this coming and then to see the fallout. Um, but Don, you know, let's, let's talk about the PRI show. Uh, you know, you guys have been there a number of times. Uh, it's, it's interesting. Now we've got, uh, remember SEMA's the second biggest trade show in Vegas. So we're, we're learning from that team. And then, uh, Karen Davidson, uh, heads up our efforts for the PRI show in Indianapolis. Uh, and, and just so you know, the, the board of directors and the chairman is Tim Martin, chair elect is James Lawrence, and then SEMA is anchored, of course, by Chris Kersing, who's just an incredibly talented man, uh, and then Bill Miller, senior vice president. So uh, really talented, passionate people. And right now, uh, the way Tim Martin is running the ship is unless a government body shuts down one of these events, we're still going to have a SEMA show. We're still going to have a PRI show. So I think some of the people that are listening to this down and, you know, the first thing you're going to, you're going to ask is, well, is there even going to be a PRI show? Yeah, there absolutely is going to be a PRI show. And today, as we do this on uh, June 10, I can't, I can't tell you what the differences are going to be, but there will be differences, right? You might have your temperature checked. You might be asked to wear a mask. There might be one direction through the aisles, you know, anything to, to keep people safe. So, look, the key message out of this, tell your friends, right, we're going to have a PRI show in December in Indianapolis. Uh, and I'll, I'll also tell you the way the sales are going for the show space. Uh, I don't want to give a number, but it's the vast majority of manufacturers that were at the PRI show in 2019 are coming back for 2020. That's and awesome. it, it is, it's a celebration of, of how hardcore this industry is. Right. I mean, I mean that very sincerely, the, the other, the other part of that number is it tells you the manufacturers realize that we will make it through this and we've got to set up a great 2021 and it starts with PRI. Right. And that, that's, what's great about Like, I mean, when I was at race pack for so long, I mean, there was no, you would have to, there'd be some serious issues if, if we weren't going to show up at, at PRI and you know, that's, that just goes to show you like what a great show it is. And, and just the whole, the whole situation over there is, uh, it's awesome. And, you know, hopefully, like you said, everybody coming back, I mean, they're, they're going to hawk some other show and make sure that they're at PRI. If they have to cut budgets or whatever, they'll cut something else before they cut out PRI. It, it's, it's, it's gotta be the highest priority. If you're, if you're a racing parts manufacturer, Oh um, yeah. Argue about the value of some other marketing avenues, but really, if you're not at PRI, you you really aren't on the map. Uh, yeah, that was our biggest show of the year. Like you know, back when I was with them, uh, you know, that was it was a huge, huge deal. Like you know, to come back and be like, man, look at all these you know sales or whatever, the, you know, potential and all this, all the meetings. Everybody sets up their meetings there. I mean, there's so much stuff that goes on just outside of oh, check out the new products. You know, and then that's. That's what people don't, you know, we talk about trade shows on this show about, you know, should I go, what should I wear, what should I do, you know, all that, th- all that stuff. But it just goes to show you, like, I mean, there's a ton of business that will go on on that floor and uh, it will drive us right into 2021. Same thing with SEMA. That's a very true statement. I was talking to a manufacturer about four years ago and they said that they took a PRI show. Off. No, that's six years ago. They took a PRI show off. And they just didn't come. They sent their reps and they walked the floor, but they didn't have a booth. And they they genuinely said the following year that they had people question whether or not they were still in business. 
because they weren't at PRI. <laughs> it's like if you're not if it's like if you're not at PRI, do you exist? Are you still alive? Are you a legitimate company? Did you fall in a black hole? What happened to you? Where did you go? I mean, I guess we used to say, did you get a disease? Now, I guess we honestly could say that. So that's probably not a great, great pitch line. Uh, but but it's very God, true. God, I love that story. You, you need to tell that story more often, okay? <laughs> I mean, it is. I mean, it's, I can't, you know, I my first PRI was actually in Orlando. And I, I had another partner, an, a friend, a racer, tell me I needed to go. I had never been, and they're like, you know, what you're doing for the Army and the marketing and stuff you're doing, you need to go meet. That's where you need to meet people. And I went the first time, and I haven't missed one since. And, and I mean, I, I'm not going to because it's true. It's like if you disappear or you're not existing uh, and you're not at the PRI show, you probably fell in a black hole, but nonetheless. <laughs> Uh, well, look, if you're if you're a new company, you need to be there too, right? You know, we and we have su- we have special areas to showcase new products. Uh, we also have a whole educational series. I don't know if you guys have t- taken advantage of that, but all sorts of topics on how to run your business, how to find new parts. So super helpful to get a get a company on its feet. So yes, and and this is not me uh, politicking or balloting or <laughs> any of the other words that you could use, uh, but I have been. Sending those emails in. I want to be on a panel. I've raised my hand. I want to be on the market. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting to know right now. Right. Uh, <laughs> you might know somebody. Do you know somebody, Dr. Meyer? I don't know. <laughs> he, he's over there in it with his air pencil. He's yes. like, yeah, yeah, Don, I'll, I'll, be, no, sure to, I'll no. be sure to dial you in. I'm, I'm going to get an email back, and they're going to be like, Don, they got a panel for you. You're going to man the electrical panel over in the green room <laughs> to turn all the power off when it's time to go home. <laughs> if you if you want to work, pal, I'll put you to work. So that's it. That's it. Well, now that we've talked about the the current events, uh, let's and we are a marketing show, and you you said it a little bit. You didn't hover on it too long, but you you did have fifteen years at one of the biggest brand name motorsports companies when it came yeah. to picking racers and being involved in marketing programs and furthering the motorsports world. If you had to sit back right now uh, and tell tell the next generation of racers or even current generation of racers that are going on, give give us three things that you think that we need to be doing as racers to be impactful uh, and mean something to show up on the radar for companies and marketing programs. Wow. Well, Don, uh, no, great question. Uh, I think the overarching uh, thing that a race team has to do is, is to bring value, right? So what is the value you are going to provide? And it's not, don't worry about the company, but just your community, right? So, um, you know, if you're going to be the best uh, stock eliminator racer in a certain class, you know, what, what value are you going to bring with your program? And maybe it's, maybe it's sharing that experience on social media, or maybe it's, working with a younger person, or maybe it's just telling your story at the, the local high school, you know, whatever value you're going to bring. And then, uh, look, I've been saying this for years, and I, I, I still think it's true. We, we do not tell our story very well as racers. And, hey, I, I respect 
the podcast um, media better than than probably most marketers. I think it's amazing what's going on with podcasts right now. But I, I, guys, I've been saying this for over a decade. Like, if you're a shop owner and you don't have a live feed camera on whatever project you're working on, I mean, you're just missing out. And you you have seen some amazing YouTube channels just blow up because you you just got a camera guy walking through a shop talking about whatever they're working on that day. And, you know, we're all the same. We're just going to watch it, right? Because we're going to learn something. We're going to, we're going to have a little more Intel at the, at the next drag race on that guy or gal or whatever the situation is. So, I mean, if, if you're serious about a race program, you have got to tell your story. So, and, and look, it varies, right? And not, you know, you can you can study the Joe Rogans. You can talk about Don Miller, who's a great marketer. You know, I went to my first Tony Robbins Business Mastery seminar this year down in Florida. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk would be a great source for you to study to figure out how you're going to communicate your story. But it, social media is free, largely. So, and it doesn't mean every channel, right? You might just be a great source of information for Instagram. So be consistent and, and follow one of those marketing experts and, and you got to do it. You can't just be, you know, you guys do this every week. So you, I'm, I'm, guys, I know there's weeks you don't want to do this. It might be today. I don't know. I might be carrying the whole show right now. I don't know. But, uh, no. no but you got to really tell your story. Get, get the following. Guys, it's way easier than pre-internet. Remember? Oh, Remember that? Sure. Absolutely. You have no idea what I'm talking about, but I bet Don does. So <laughs> Cam has no idea. Zero. <laughs> Uh, hey, I, would, I just remember the little lightning bolt going across the AOL thing, and it took like 20 minutes to get on the internet. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll take it back, Glenn. You were there. You were there. <laughs> no, man, I remember promoting drag races when I took flyers out to the street races, right? Like that is where it started for me. Um, but the third thing uh, is when you approach a company, when you really try to sell your program, when you really try to represent yourself, remember what I just told you, what is the value you're going to bring to the company? And then how have you told your story and, and how big is your following? Because ultimately it comes down to this guys, They're, you're going to talk to a marketing expert if it's a big company, or you're going to talk to someone that at least has some sort of a budget set aside to do quote unquote marketing. And they're going to look at your proposal. You're going to be asking for something and you're going to exchange exposure for whatever they're going to provide you with. And, and guess what happens if your value is 10 times what you're asking for? You probably got a chance of, of getting really? something, right? right? And I'll give you another tip. This would be a bonus one, Don, and I'm sure you have done <laughs> this. Do it for free. Get a sponsorship for free. You, you want to really turn somebody on? Do it for zero dollars and act like they're paying you a million. You want to make a lot of friends in this industry? Do it for free. Ooh. So there you go. How's yeah. that, pal? I, I, Drop I, that. I, Just. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> uh, I know that my owner is going to listen to this. Like next week, he's racing this weekend, so I know he won't listen to it this weekend. I promise you, as soon as he hears the podcast, he's going to text me and go, no, you cannot do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
because you're so high value, Don. That's why. Yeah. Uh, hey. I, I, no, I don't know about that, sir. Yeah. Now somebody else is being way too kind with the use of words right now. Uh, what? And those are all great, great, you know, suggestions and advice for for guidance for where we need to be going. Now we are moving in. You, when you left, I'm trying to. I want to make sure Cam knows I'm going to struggle with this because I always feel like I'm going to offend everybody when I say it. You were at GM and you moved through and now now we're in this, let's say this period. uh, And if if I'm not mistaken, I think you were involved with it with GM where we had this high analytics value of followers and numbers that that got played in to the quote unquote value of race teams. Right. And there were always a certain number or criteria of individuals that had higher numbers than other, let's say, quote unquote, successful race car drivers. Why are you both laughing? Our listeners are not seeing the video, but to see you both laughing at me, it makes, makes me feel very, very comfortable. I want to let you know that. I'm worried what's going to come out the other end of this. Right, exactly. How, how do you, and, and my, my point is I'm a 47 year old male, right? 23 years in the military. Nobody is giving me a like because I put a tank top on and take a photo in a, a gym bathroom or I'm standing on a boat casting a fishing rod out into the water or making ice cream, right? I probably get more likes making ice cream fully closed. Uh, how do you as a, as a president of marketing and from that background be able to separate what is an impactful follower versus a so-so follower maybe would probably be the better way to say that. <laughs> well, I will try to make sense of what was a really, uh, Yeah, question. you need, you need the Cliff Notes version. Uh, it's, you don't every week, Cam, You go through this every week, Cam? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, this is, he, loves, he loves the, uh, the ongoing battle between the, the Instagram models that have 2 million followers versus the, the race car drivers that – you know, actually are out there using the products and, and whatever. So he, he it, loves asking this question. <laughs> it drives me insane is what it does. Like, I think I need medication sometimes because of it. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't I'm know. I, I, uh, I think the question knocked my feet out for a little second there. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't miss anything. Uh, so, so... Look, Don, uh, yeah, how do you get evaluated as a race team, and especially the higher up, right, even at a professional level? And it's brutal, right? It can be brutal. And the relationship, you know, I I always describe it as short-term relationships. And it, it's uh, if you go into it realizing it's a short-term relationship, you set your expectations a little better. And, it, you know, if you get a year renewal, that's a bonus. And if you can get to, you know, so you got to start thinking about it in that set sense. But now look, I had some influence on the marketing at Chevrolet, but largely those efforts were headed up um, by uh, Terry uh, Dolan at one time. And then uh, Campbell was, was always over as a VP. So they had, they had race teams with long running histories. What was fun was more on the grassroots side when I was at what was GM performance parts, what we would have called line 22. So all the crate engines. And that was a much more, I would say, pure activity where 
Um, what I would place a bet on would be the sure thing, right? So if a racer was working with a magazine and the magazine editor was standing there with you and saying, yes, uh, we're going to do a two-part series on Don's engine build. And if you send him a block, you're going to get a total of eight pages in Super Chevy. You know, then I can have an agency look at the circulation. You know, is the story going to go online as well? Okay, well, that's a little more added bonus. And you can look at the value of, of the block or the engine, whatever parts we're providing, uh, and it makes sense. So th- those were – that's probably a scenario from six or seven years ago when I was running that side of the company. And then I went, I went downtown to really focus on vehicle-specific parts marketing. And then, you know, my last four or five years at GM, I was a portfolio planner working on cars five to seven years into the future. So, you know, back back to your question, though, uh, if you're a racer, if you're an entity looking for sponsorship, again, it's back to that value proposition. Did I line up the media? Do I have a big following? Does, does the budget that I'm asking this marketing person for does it justify the part? Do I give a max value? And, you know, a lot of it, you know, you can help someone because they might not have exposure to a certain media outlet that you have. Or, you know, what you're doing, Don, is you're controlling your kingdom, right? Content is king, but who controls the kingdom, right? That's, you got to think about that too. And that's that's kind of some inside baseball. And there probably will be a few people that track what the heck I'm talking about. But you know, if you can get the message out there or you have an avenue to get the message out about a part, you're going to have friends in this industry. They're going to work with you. Now, this is true. And I and we've been we have been fortunate. And, and Cam obviously is, has shared his experiences with, you know, his history and race pack and being able to launch products and develop and team race pack and so forth. And it is it's it's tough for us to. Oh, it's tough for us to just, you know, go out here and battle blow for blow with the Instagram fitness models of today. It's just, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I just, I don't know what to tell you about that, but nonetheless, um, <laughs> oh God, I'm all spun up. I gotta go. I, I, I mean, I don't really want to see Dawn in the Instagram fitness model pose. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to figure out how I even got in this conversation, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I have doctor in the front of my name, Don. I don't have time for this crap. Twenty years ago, before we had Instagram, I'd have been solid. And that's what I mean. My my military days, I'd have been solid. All right, moving on. How, Doctor Meyer? How do you see the next move within? As you talked about content, you know, we went through the COVID period. We had uh, World of Outlaw came back. They went to Dirt Vision. Obviously, NASCAR's had a, a significant TV package uh, with with their program coming back. We've had announcements. You know, Mr. Penske said we're not going to have the Indy 500 unless we can have fans. Where do you see the the sport of content control moving? We we've had we had Ralph Sheehan on a few a uh, few weeks ago. We talked about him with Speed Sport News and their and how they're doing things. Obviously. Uh, Supercross is running their program without fans in, in their TV package. I mean, right now, right now. I know you're upset. You're not watching it. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just stating the fact right now. Uh, yeah. Where, how do you see that moving progressing? Do, do we have a ceiling at this point for live streaming with the way our, our motorsports organizations are going? 
Oh, it's, it's interesting, Don. I mean, I'm really, I'm, you know, I'm super impressed with how tuned in you are. And I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, great marketers find the eyeballs, right? Where, where are people going to consume your content? And it, it, it's not, they don't always conform to, to what you're asking them to do. So you've got to go where they're at. So, you know, multiple channels and multiple, multiple avenues to reach these folks is, is where it's going to be at. But I'll tell you what, man, I, I'm still blown away, A, by the power of television and B, how, how NASCAR really runs racing and how their decisions really influence a ton of, and I've been watching a lot of the Dale Jr. download. I don't know if you guys watch that. It's, I think it's like a podcast, but I get it as a TV show and I watch it when I'm on the treadmill and uh, he's had a bunch of the NASCAR officials on and they've been going step by step through what their thought process is of opening these tracks back up. And there were, there are a couple key things, right? Like they were going to be the last sport turned off and they were going to be the first sport that came back online. And, and they, they said that, and you could tell like they sat around a table and they meant it when they agreed that we're going to do whatever it takes. So Guys, I mean, the fact that we're watching iRacing to get us through this pandemic, don't, that's amazing. That, that is a huge lesson for this industry, right? In fact, even today, I was talking with Dan Schechner about all of the great um, iRacing, the video game, the simulator content that we're putting in PRI Magazine, trying to, trying to get a hold of what's out there for this industry to take advantage of. So, you know, uh, look, there's there's a video game trade show in Indianapolis before the PRI show. And I talked with Karen today about, does PRI scout that? Do we even have a presence? So we're going to look at who's showing up, tens of thousands of people. You know they're on video games, guys. I mean, right, we all play Call of Duty, but they're on racing games. Some of them are. And where where does that generation start coming into play and and how do i get a person that loves video games that's younger to spend a weekend with a don o'neill at the drag strip and really fall in love with these mechanical devices that we all spend our our lives dedicated to so that's probably a really roundabout uh answer to your question but multiple fronts watch television watch what nascar is doing and just stay where the customer's at that's that's my advice right now Wow, and it's it's very true. The numbers, excuse me, the numbers you got were them staggering. all choked up. Look at that. Uh, the numbers were staggering <laughs> uh, when they when you know Fox or FS1 rather, and they and they put a video game. I know sim racing. I know iRacing on TV, and the number of eyeballs that, that they captured, uh, and the value and. All of these teams and drivers are doing this as added value back to their sponsors because right now they have no way, uh, you know, or not no way, but they were struggling to create content and create the relationship and so forth uh, between the drivers and the racers. So, um, no, I could, I mean, we've talked about it. We have beat this horse to death. We need a sim for NHRA uh, and we need it soon. Uh, I think it's a, a sooner rather than later type situation now. Uh, not hoping that we ever go through this again. However, I think that it would be something as added eyeballs and added value for marketing partners uh, during the week, in between off, you know, off weeks, if you will, 
for us to get on a sim on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night and have a competition and and move on and even have it on TV or whatever the case is or live stream it on Twitch, whatever the oh, case. Yeah, it'd be easy. All you got to do is, I mean, you got to obviously design it all, but like get Portatree involved, find yeah. out whoever makes that like make it all stream live and show how many oh, reactions. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's all kinds of stuff you can do. We would have a ball with it. We would. Yeah. Well, Dr. Meyer, we have kept you, and we appreciate you coming on the show. We hope that you've had a little bit of fun. We hope that we're a little bit less uh, stressful as far as an uh, interview. Uh, we definitely appreciated your tidbits and your points of view, we, and we greatly respect what you're going to do for our world of motorsports uh, now and in the future. Uh, and for that, we thank you for that. But, always a but. We cannot let you go without giving you the two questions that all guests must answer before they leave the Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Don's favorite part of the show. You didn't prep me for this, folks. So <laughs> That's right. Uh, and, and trust me, there have been some really good answers from some great executives, so we will stand by to see what you say. You get to send one Christmas card to one person in motorsports, alive or dead. Who are you sending it to? Uh-oh. Lost connection. Oh, there it is. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Christmas. Oh man, I don't know. Probably, probably Wally Parks. Ooh, that's that's two for Mr. Parks. He has had one, he's had one prior on the show, so two for Mr. Parks. And this is the one that always stumps everybody, and I just don't understand why. You get to send one WTF card to anybody in motorsports. Who are you sending it to? Oh, dude. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he said, come on, man. Uh, Poor guy just goes into one of the biggest roles in motorsports, and you're going to put this on him. Boy. Trust me, nobody's listening to our show. You don't have to worry. Yeah, about I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's see. Um, I'll send it. I'll send it to, uh, uh, what was his name? Well, I was going to send it to the first guy I street raced, but I can't even remember his name. It's Tim. I'll say Tim out there on Erie Boulevard in Syracuse. Well, Tim will be famous because he'll ne- we'll, ne- we'll, ne- we'll never have Tim's last name, and he'll no one else on the Racers and Rental Cars podcast will know who he is. Oh. Perfect dancer. Yeah, perfect dancer. Absolutely. Dr. Meyer, thank you for your time. Is, this, uh, is there anywhere, anyone that you want to give your shout-out as we let all our guests as you depart the show? Hey guys, thanks thanks for having me on, Don. I appreciate the invitation. Good to get to hang out with you guys a little bit. Talk a little bit about PRI. Again, just want to invite you, you guys, your friends. Let's uh, let's get together in Indianapolis in December and have a great time. We'll talk racing again, okay? Absolutely. Thank you very much for coming on, and uh, we will see you in December. Absolutely. Be there with bells on and two race cars in the in the convention center. You better bring Santa's sleigh for all those parts you're going to buy me. No, is that what it is, Doctor Meyer? Thank you very much. Have a great evening. Bye, guys. I'm going to hang up now. All right, sir. Cool. Have a good one. Cam, that was fun. Yeah, no, he's a cool cat. That's, I mean, he's got a big undertaking going on, and he seems to be doing uh, pretty darn good at it. So, you know, that's... Uh... Thank you for downloading today's episode of Racers and Rental Cars podcast, brought to you by MotionRaceworks.com. Stop by MotionRaceworks.com for all of your high-performance needs. If you need to go fast, motionraceworks.com hey cam yes don do you ever think about how crammed your trailer is when you go race
dude, all the time, race cars, golf carts, jets, power wheels, and all of his toys, his little dirt bikes, his strider bikes, all that stuff. I'm crammed, but I'm sure everybody in motorsports is feeling the same way. Well, now our audience has someone to call. They need to call Lance at lbtrailers.com. Lance is carrying over 70 motorsports haulers in stock options from top to bottom. We always talk about looking the part in motorsports, traveling up and down the road and at the track. Now you can look the part with LB Trailer Sales. Go to online to lbtrailers.com or stop by Facebook at LB Trailer Sales. You have a friend in the trailer business and make sure to tell them that Racers and Rental Cars sent you. Yeah, you know who's going to be there is Lance. Lance over at LB Trailer Sales, and I bet you he's going to be walking the floor, slinging trailers like a boss. So everybody make sure you go and see him at PRI and or before then and get yourself a new trailer for that upcoming season that's going to be starting. Oh, how about the fact that Lance at LB Trailer Sales posted today, this week, he had record sales. Record sales. He is stoked. So we greatly appreciate any of our listeners and all of our listeners that are hanging out over at LB Trailer Sales on Facebook and telling Lance where you heard about him. Absolutely. And you know who else is going to be at PRI? I'd be willing to bet. Oh. Doug over at Motion Race Works. Selling all of his American-made goodness for uh, anything door car badassness related. So, um, yeah. So make sure you uh, look up Motion Race Works. Dot com get yourself a t-shirt buy yourself a sweet manufactured part that they make and uh yeah oh. tell uh doug that the boys at racers and rental cars sent you how about yeah how about you get you one of those uh callahan auto parts tommy boy <laughs> retro t-shirts that's what you need to get from motion raceworks oh and pick up your safety list pick up the safety checklist that motionraceworks.com has do yourself a favor Keep your wheels from falling off the damn axles while you're at the racetrack. Get a checklist from MotionRaceworks.com. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And before you go to PRI, what you should also probably do is uh, log on to uh, Manscaped.com. Hook yourself up, you and the boys, if you know what I'm saying. Get yourself all dialed in, you know, with maybe an ear trimmer, nose trimmer, a other trimmer. Um, yeah. And oh, and by the way, it's uh, Father's Day next week, so you should probably look it up or maybe drop a little hint next to uh, girlfriend, baby mama, wife, whoever you want to call her, and say, babe, you should buy me this for Father's Day because you love me. And oh, by the way, here's a little tidbit. You should use the RIRC promo code and get yourself a Manscaped mower. 3.0, the lawnmower. You have got to take care of your junk. I cannot believe that they did not have this product while I was in the military. While I was in the Army, there was nothing worse than having chafed inside legs. And there is one thing that you do not have to worry about with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is you no longer have to worry about accidents. There is nothing cool about having an accident. <laughs> okay? There's nothing cool about that. We talk about We all safety. know Don has plenty of accidents, so, you know, boom. We- we talk about safety on this show, right? Wear your helmet, dummy. I'm telling you right now, dummy, use your lawnmower 3.0. Get it from manscaped.com. Use the code RIRC. Father's Day is coming up. Drop all those hints, notes, 
subliminal messages to your significant others, I promise you we will come up with something for them come Valentine's Day and Mother's Day. I promise. Yep. With that note, I might go dial in mine. I'm out of here. Have yourself a wonderful evening there, Don. I will chat with you later, sir, as we are getting spun up to go racing. Take care. Cool. See you. Later. Thank you for listening to the Racers and Rental Cars podcast. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Motion Raceworks, Performance Data Systems, Streetway Marketing and Media, and Stupid Fast Racing, and racersandrentalcars.com.